Hello, guys, and welcome to Behind the Bunker. It is uh, Saturday night. We're all locked at home, and uh, we've got uh, some shenanigans afoot. Josh, you and I just realized we're wearing the same hoodie. Oh, uh, what I was going to have to change. It's okay. Uh, I'm not going to change, so I'll, we'll j I'll just slouch. <laughs> so tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we are uh, here having a live quarantine show. I have my friend Josh Jubizabrickus, as you know. He is to my... Uh, uh, left yes right on screen um, yes and i like being on screen like this because we can't talk uh moistly at each other <laughs> moistly. did you see that that meme moistly. going around of the prime minister singing that or singing that I'll have oh to he see. says it he says it in uh in like his address from his, his, press his front door he says uh people wearing masks to prevent uh each other from speaking moistly and then someone turned it into a a uh uh, remix yeah, yeah, yeah. but the best part about it was the lady who's over in the corner doing the ALS sign language she actually pauses and has this freaked out look on her face like oh. how do you sign moistly <laughs> moistly That's I true. um I missed my sound machine. I got to get that going up. I would have had my Miami sound machine. <laughs> <laughs> we need the sound effects. <laughs> and uh we have Matt Crip pushing uh no buttons tonight in the top left corner of your screen. Oh, yeah. Oh, Matt was pushing all the buttons before the show started. Yeah. That's yeah. okay. B will be pushing his buttons as she normally does uh, halfway through the show <laughs> anyways. The camera. Yeah, yeah. Below Matt, we have uh, Joe Kimson in the lower lower corner. Greetings and thanks for uh, tuning in tonight. Um, <laughs> Megan's going to scoot by. <laughs> I, I'm plugged in. I can't. That's the cat. Megan's Wait, rather hairy. This is... um. Juan Carlos, kitty, 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 Kimpson. Hello. <laughs> Very thrilled. He's quite, he's quite good on, on television. Hold him the entire time. No way. This is okay. more than I touch him on a good day. I have to put him into the basement <laughs> or else he'll, he'll get on things. Joe's uh, trying to get a Netflix special, him and his cat. Yeah. Anything. Comedy. <laughs> and then we have uh, Gavin Sharma on the bottom right corner. Yeah, I'm still here, folks. Um, I don't have a cat, but uh, I'm just as delightful. And I want to remind everybody who's watching this evening, make sure you hit like and share. It is a special program with a full family who's joining us to talk a little bit about paintball and talk a little bit about what's going on in the world. So thank you so much for joining this evening and make sure you hit like and share so everybody else knows what's going on. Very yes. good. And then um, all the way from uh, Montana. Montana, USA. <laughs> Actually, that's pretty close to Canada, so it's almost Canada. That's right. And Diane and Phoebe. <laughs> so how how crazy is your household? Are you guys it's bored? It's pretty crazy, right? What, how would you describe it, Beatrice? I think it's fun because, like, if we get bored, we can play play down the stairs or play some video games or go outside. Fishing. Or fishing. So you guys are on Montana. Are you on a stretch of property or are you uh, in an apartment high rise? <laughs> yeah, we, we live on uh, 11 acres. And so it's, it's that's it. been. Yeah, just. Oh. Uh, that's all. Yeah, so it's just a just small. Enough to you know, be able to do place. some uh, laps with the four wheelers. So, so do you have a river or are you stuck with a little creek? We do have a little creek. Now, yeah. when you move from one end of your property to the other, do you walk or do you mosey on over? We mosey. Mosey, mosey okay. On. How big right. is Mike's belt buckle? 
Do you have? He doesn't really have one. Don't wear one. Really? Maybe we had to wear one for the cowboy thing with the two girls. But besides that, his pants have elastic in the waistband. Like, how do you keep? Yeah, how do you keep your pants up? I know. Yeah, they just stay up, man. They just buy the right size. Ah, okay. See, Gavin has a. Somebody's been watching Letterkenny. Gavin's got a belt bigle so big, so big that he's got a little ring, and he takes the ring out of his belt buckle, puts it on his finger, and points it at the sky. And what do you yell, Gavin? Hercules! <laughs> what is it? Um, okay. I can't remember. Yeah. Never, Olympia yeah. or something uh, like that. Something, yeah, something yeah. like that. We just derailed the show in about 30 seconds. It's a new record for us. That's great, guys. That, that's good. It's a good one. Thank you. Yeah. So have you have you oh, guys... This is about paintball, isn't it? It is paintball. Oh, but, yeah. but you know paintball. what? Yeah. There is very little paintball going on in the world right now. There is, however, an awesome documentary that's coming out next, uh, not Monday as in uh, two days from now, but the following week, week on Monday. Yeah, make sure you guys get... Uh, actually, you know what? I'll do a quick plug for that. Uh, so tonight we have uh, Mike Paxson and B Young slash Paxson slash, depending on when you ask her. And then we have uh, tomorrow night, uh, we have... Oh, sorry, Saturday night. No, sorry, Monday. We have Monday Command Bro. What day is it? Quarantine time. I know. I don't even know what day it is. <laughs> but we've got the Command Bros on Monday night. And then uh, next week, Saturday, we're going to have John Amoda all the way from uh, Paintball Media to talk about his documentary that will be released in two, two days from after that. And on the Monday of the release, we're all going to sit down and watch it. And on Monday night, we're going to do a debrief with Simon Stevens uh, live on air to talk to you guys about the documentary. So make sure you guys get your uh, tickets and watch it on, uh, on Monday. Get it. Yeah, yeah. Mike, Get you've it. been around paintball for a couple of months. Do you think you're going to hit the documentary? Um. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know B was talking about getting it, so for sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looking at it and seeing what's up. Yeah. How long have you played? I was I was pro for 20 years. That's it, eh? Yeah. Wow. So. And, and, and what have you done for us lately? I guess you've been playing 10-man? Uh, yeah, I've been playing 10-man, and then uh, we went down to Vegas. I coached a team, uh, CEP, and then um, I uh, played mechanical on Destiny, so it was fun. Very good. Finally, nice. got him on the roster. Nice. Then, <laughs> what did you yeah, shoot? A lot of fun. So, yeah, what did you shoot did for you a marker? Shoot? Oh, I shoot a uh, FSL, uh, Danny Loves, uh, autococker. And? and then I shoot also, I shoot the clips gun, the, that mechanical gun that they have. It shoots good too. So uh, here's the question autococker or automag? Mm, oh. I've always shot an autococker. There you go. I only asked that because I know you'd answer on my side. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so on that, on that note, let's ask B more questions. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, but I actually do have a question for B. Uh, it's been a while since we've seen you. It's from Extravaganza. My question to you is, do you miss Gus's fried chicken? I do miss Gus's fried <laughs> That was so delicious. <laughs> we'll be there again soon, you guys. Don't oh, worry. Okay. Uh, in Memphis? I don't think it's going to be in Memphis again. I don't think we're going to go I don't think it'll be in Memphis again. No. Okay. So you haven't heard yeah. anything, or at least you can't release anything about where the next next PBE will be. Yeah, Richard, I talked to him a little bit, and I think we've already kind of come to the conclusion that we're not going to go back to Memphis. Um, so it'll be a new new location, so that's exciting. Give us oh, something. A different state? Different scene, yeah. Hmm. Okay. East or west? 
Um, maybe in the middle. I don't know. Oh, north or south? <laughs> yeah. I <know. laughs> I've been telling him south, but whether he, you know, listens to my suggestion, it's it's totally up to the whole committee for. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Vegas would be well, fun, you know, but I think Vegas would be too busy. I think we'd all just leave. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because we'll find other things to do, too. Yeah. The nice thing about Memphis and where it was last year, um, there was nothing really around it. So you kind of were, and I'm going to use the word stuck poorly, but you, we were stuck at the hotel. But that's a good thing because we're all down there for one reason. It's nice to see everybody while they're down there. So um, it was kind of nice not to have to go anywhere. Yeah, um, it, it, you're right. It's nice to just have all the paintball people all in one little little metroplex of our own yeah rick chart says not in memphis hodunk michigan thanks rick <laughs> hodunk's nice in February. Um, the other option that you guys could talk about it's it's not that far from us we could probably give you guys a hookup but the sky dome would be a good place oh, we, we gotta call jay so fun so fun we gotta call jay muncaster and see if he can make that happen chop chop there's, there's a way yeah, so yeah. Mike, you you actually played Skydome, is that correct? I played, yeah, I played uh, two years, and then I had a uh, ref at the other two years. So yeah, uh, ref and sucked there. It was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> and this this is going back, and it may come out in the documentary. But what was your experience like there? Oh, I loved it. It was awesome. My very first year we went, we took second, had a great time. Um, we literally ran from the plane to the to the shuttle bus the shuttle bus into the sky dome because we didn't wear enough clothes we didn't realize you know there's gonna be four feet of snow everywhere and then um you know so that was it was fun and then the next year we were a little more prepared for that but then uh yeah then uh refing we never we never left that place it was i mean by the time you were done refing and all this stuff you'd sleep for a few hours because the other ref crew didn't show up in time and then you would continue you know go right back sleep for a few hours and the continue reffing again yeah you can't uh you can't blame the sun going down for uh for anything either uh -uh. so you know this is for the paxton family you know what uh, sky dome was a historic event or historic events plural uh great venue so what are some of your highlights or what are some of your top venues or events that you guys have played um shoot i'm trying to think there's there's been a whole bunch of um... mppl days were the best i think with huntington beach yeah, and then so going cool. to like Denver, remember when they were at the uh, football stadium there? I mean, it was in the parking lot, but it was still cool to say, <laughs> you played at the Denver Broncos next door to the stadium thing, you know? Well, there was an NPPL in the Buffalo Bills uh, parking yeah. lot. Because yeah. I remember playing it, and you can see the stadium. You can almost right. hit the stadium with the paintballs, but they wouldn't dare let us go anywhere near it, of course, so. But it was yeah. there. You can, you can. Yeah. You can. I mean, I, I always liked uh, San Diego. It's just the weather was always beautiful every time we went there. Um, even when it rained, I love San Diego. Yeah. Even when it rains. <laughs> that's a song. That's a song, isn't it? It I is. San Diego, it even when it rains. <laughs> I like it. Your voice it, is beautiful. It, it, it <laughs> is now. <laughs> my my cat just ran out of the room. Whatever. <laughs> Just I like, I like the MAIO uh, because there were so many different events you could play in one sitting. You know, for a whole week you were playing paintball. You played three man, five man, ten man, X ball. You know, it was, yeah. it was just it was fun. It was, it was, well, it was Joe and I rest. have good memories of IAO because we'd be down at the bar and we'd be hobnobbing, and you've got you know Bud Orr and Tom K and really all of the original founding fathers of paintball there, and uh, 
it was such a smaller community back then and everybody fit into like a 50 person bar it was fantastic yeah. yeah it's pretty neat i remember those yeah yeah, yeah i uh, remember us overhearing a conversation i mean you know i think tom k was talking about finally squashing the auto mag and yeah just yeah. making a cocker yeah and i do have to interrupt the the program for just briefly <laughs> folks so bear with me uh screw you greg beck I always have good questions for this damn show. <laughs> and if you don't like it, you can sign off. Um, yeah, Greg Back. Uh, we got uh, Jay Muncaster watching right now, Mr. and Mrs. Paxton. Uh, yay! Get Skyball back, please, buddy. Yeah. We love you and miss you. But yes. No, thank you. <laughs> we could do an annual event there again. Make it happen, Jay. If anybody can do it, you can. Hey, I have a quick question from uh, Dave Brook Reed. He's over in the UK. He says... Uh, uh, oh, I didn't actually print off the right one. But basically, he was asking, when are you guys coming over to Europe? Do you have any plans on playing any events in, in Europe or the UK? I want to come. My favorite event was Sweden there. Um, but uh, besides that, eh, I don't really like going We'll there. figure it out, Dave. <laughs> yeah, why was... Uh, what, what was about Sweden? Sweden was just beautiful. It was awesome. It was just a nice place. I think it was also the only place that we went for, like, a two days on either side of the event so we had two days to go see stuff all the rest of the event so it's just like we just flew in and then flew right back out so you never really got to see much never really got to you know go do anything yeah, yeah but yeah. Um, yeah sweden was always nice and everybody was real nice over there too so it was cool mike was able to rent a volvo and then go to ikea so he really dug sweden and yeah, swedish yeah. Meatballs. yeah scrambled eggs and swedish meatballs for breakfast. was it a volvo or did you get a skoda yeah, no, we got, I don't know. We got some box thing that carried as many people and gear bags as we could fit into it and go. Volvo's are boxy but good. Yeah, yeah right. I'm sure whatever it was was practical. So. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, that's yeah. good. Yeah, I, I, Europe, I guess, has changed too now. I, I, I know you're not playing at the pro level in NXL, but they're not allowing pros in or American pros in the European division now. Hmm. What do you think of that? Well, it's kind of, I guess, like they used to do with the Olympics here where they wouldn't let, you know, pro basketballers play, I guess, you know, yeah. it's kind of the same thing. I, I do know. like that because then, you know, all the teams that work hard over there, mm -hmm. you know, they got to develop their own system and ranking and, and get themselves up there. And then when they're finally at the top of the game, then maybe they come over and compete with you guys or, or the NXL rather, or, but I think well, they're, they're almost, a, they're almost a little behind. Well, I would, cha I would challenge, sorry. Yeah, oh, I remember when we first used to go over there, there was no one over there that really played a lot, or they didn't have any pros that used to come over. So, I mean, we used to go over there and just have a field day. It was awesome. But, um, you know, but I think with having the pros go over there, it actually helps them get better. But I don't know. It just depends. You know, at least their pro bracket will help get yeah. better. But we, had a, we had a tournament series in our neck of the woods a few years ago, and they uh, started allowing professional paintball players coming up. And, and, um, it, it, it helped when maybe one professional player came on a team because then they could kind of motivate. But you can already see the one difference because the just the, the knowledge that they brought. Then they opened it up, and we had full pro teams coming up. They had five or six guys on a, on a roster with maybe two or three other local guys, and it was like, right. what's the point? It just it, it didn't make it fun. No one wanted to go up a level. Everyone started sandbagging. Yep. So I get why NXL Europe is doing that. I, I, so I, I agree to that, but uh, at some point... They'll have, you know, after a number of years of this, I'm sure it'll all mesh up. But, uh, uh, sorry, yeah. just a challenge. I mean, it puts butts in the seats, right? I mean, mm -hmm. versus random dudes who, who play uh, or the pro players they've been reading about following on the internet and uh, 
you know what people come out to see that so i mean from a player point of view it's either your step up or you're going to be regulated down to the next level but from a spectator point of view you want to come out and see your heroes right so it's a from a business point of view, I understand why you'd yeah. want to stack a team and with, with pros because it puts people in the seats. Yeah, but unfortunately, these like tournament promoters like CXBL and XL, none of them make money from ticket sales. It's all from the players, unfortunately, at this point. So you kind of have to make the players happy. I, I feel. Yeah. Well, you know, you look you look at like the CXPL where, you know, they went and, you know, kind of like impact kind of ruined that, you know, because they just they would go and just beat down all the teams. And unless you brought up other pros to play against them, yeah. it wasn't even a contest up there. Yeah. And so then they, you know, stopped putting in their team, but then it still went away. So what's the, you know, yeah. what was it didn't really make a difference or was it already too far gone by that time or yeah. was it just too expensive to play? You well, know? we arguably put the best team in North America, or not North America, but in uh, Southwestern Ontario together at that time. And we played Impact. And I mean, they just batted us around like a cat had a new toy. Um, and I mean, yeah, you could say it was a learning experience, but it was pretty bad. And, um, and also, that was uh, 15 balls a second, right? So oh, yeah. a lot of a <laughs> lot a lot of a lot of teams couldn't afford to continue to either no. practice or play, right? So it, right. it became a it became a wallet winner uh, type uh, industry, uh, right. which wasn't great for the growth. So yeah, yeah. Um, Josh is going to join us shortly. He's just waiting for his TV feed to 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 uh, boot up there, and then he'll be back on there. Where did he go? Is he okay? Bedtime, probably. I heard a uh, fall, a crash, and like. Call nine one, and that's where he stops. So I, I, until I hear further instructions, I'm gonna just leave him be. Okay. Yeah. So lots of people in the in the live chat, guys. We're gonna start watching your comments. If there's any questions, by by all means, put it up there. Uh, Eric Parks is asking, is there any truth to a new team with Ollie Lang? And Greg Beck follows up by saying, maybe the behind the bunkerinos. Tell us about maybe. that, Mike. <laughs> oh, the one. Yeah, Bears trying to put something together. I don't know. We're gonna see what how that all develops. You know. Ollie was talking about coming back. We'll see. Yeah, but Ollie would probably be pretty crummy right now, wouldn't you think? He was never really good. I think it is worse. I think it is worst day. He could probably play better than eighty percent of the pros out there still. Yeah. And now that he's on his now that he's on his vision quest, I mean, he's a yeah. much more balanced, much more balanced player. He's way more focused now. <laughs> Jeez, that's funny. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you guys can call it Team Peyote. Yeah, right. Team team fun. But we did talk about like like how easy is it now versus then to be a pro player. I mean, what do you think, Pax? Well, I just think there's more teams in there now so that you can go jump on a lower ranked team and play. But, you know, the the thing about like when we had old X ball is you'd have a fifteen man roster and you'd have five guys on the team that never even saw the field. Yeah. You know, they were just like a practice squad, but that helped I mean you look at some of the pros that are playing today, they were on those squads, Yeah. you know? Yeah, so yeah. I think back then we developed more players, but, um, you know, to, you know, nowadays, I mean, shoot, you get to play the layouts a hundred times before you even go step on the field. So you should be a robot enough by the time you get there to do well. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter. But like we <laughs> talked about, you know, like we talked about professional players playing in a lower division teams to help them. I think if, I think with the knowledge that these guys have, if you start absorbing it, playing with them, even though you're not getting on game points, even just practicing with them, it doesn't take long for you to start picking those things up. And then when you get on the field, you're going to be farther ahead, you know, 
you know, helping these guys and getting on the field eventually than you would playing on a different team, I feel. Um, mm. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so who else is on this potential mystery team? Chris Lasoya? Uh, Chris Lasoya. We got um, <laughs> Max go. Lundquist. I'm trying to bring back Pete Uchik. Yeah, Nico uh, Hootenin. I mean, we got we got a big we got a big cast star roster. Yeah, that's what we could do with Skyball. Yeah, is yeah, yeah. Just kind of debut yeah, yeah. this team and just plan an annual basis. You know, well, and we've then... we've met Lundquist before, and he yeah. has to be the happiest. He's dreamy, most juicy. <laughs> he is he is dreamy, but he's also very jovial. Like he's very friendly. And happy. Yeah. I've never like never come across him where he wasn't smiling and. If B was a man. Mm-hmm. Oh, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> that's that's a separate thought, right? <laughs> well, not well. Well, what if Mike and B did a face swap? Would that be what you're oh, looking Lord, for? Can little. You do it right now. <laughs> no, I, no, we're good. Zoom. Work on that. Zoom. So going going back to paintball a little bit. So um, oh. Pax and B, you guys have been around the sport for quite a while. Are you a fan of the blind layout or released and practice type layout? Well, it's I mean that's easy. I mean all older players are way more of a fan of the blind layouts. Every everybody that doesn't you know play paintball good is always wants to lay out early. It's just how it is. It, the oh, older snap. players always want no layout because we're more creative and more we can work on the field easier than all the, all the players today. You know, they were going to do blind layouts for a while and the Russians wouldn't do it and they wouldn't come play. So they didn't do it. That's why it started. It's the Russians. Huh? It's always yeah, the started Russians. started a price war with the Arabs. Because <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a brand, not a brand new skill set, but it's a skill set you have to develop. Right. And, and it really works on a, a sort of the team aspect. So why don't you think uh, there's more leagues um, going with the whole blind layout? It's just because teams now they like to practice. They like they like to practice the layout. They feel if they practice a layout well and play a layout well, then they'll go to the tournament. You know, it's just you know. I think there's a lot of a lot of people like to be on a team and they enjoy the camaraderie. So having a uh, the layout in advance allows these guys to you know be right. part of something too, right? Well, so and also more- too, I think it hurts our sport more because realistically, if you look at it from a team expect. You have to play the three, two weekends before an event and the event. So you know you're going to spend probably eight grand in that eight in that you know if you're a high level team, at least going to spend eight grand in that you know three week span, and then nothing until the next term. Realistically, back in the day when we used to play, we play like you know every other weekend and then take the weekend off right before the event and get there and go and be all fresh, and then spend forever walking fields and doing stuff, but you know fields right now i mean pretty much how field works is they have to set up that field layout two weekends before the event everyone races there to play as soon as the event's over there's no one there to play you know then you set up you know fun layouts and people will come out and play but you know pretty much you know you just get that swamp of people and then the people that aren't on teams they can't get on the fields those you know those three weekends or those two weekends you know so it's i think if anything it's just hurting our sport more but you know and there's something to be said for going to the field on the game day with your team walking the field and figuring out those shots real quick and then the first two or three points your team is talking to each other going hey i just found this or that doesn't work because of this like it's it's far more of an adapt and overcome and it's more fun than 
having that layout studied and waking up in the morning of the of the tournament and already knowing not only what your job is but what bunkers are called and what everything is like there was a fun time when that was an exciting thing to do and you'd get to the tournament early and everybody would be on the field and you know everybody's kind of whispering around each other you know like i saw this come on check it out you know like well, at the same time there was sideline coaching yeah um well, no, not on on seven man and ten man. There was no sideline coaching. We had eight, ten different fields sometimes, wow. you know. Yeah. And it was so great too because I used to love like teams would be like, you know, they just beat us on a field and, and you know they'd be like, I'm not talking. And you'd be like, oh wait, in finals, JT Field is going to be our finals field. Wait, we we stomp people out over there, so don't worry about it, <laughs> yeah. you know. And it's like, <laughs> but remember so, the time too where you as a team after your first point of the day would go sit back and watch the other teams. Yeah. There's no scouting anymore because they don't need to. They already know the layout and uh, that, you know, there's no one on the sidelines now. I used to like sitting with a team, having conversations, watching the players that you're going to be shooting against. And right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and now we do scout them, but it's just like the probability of where they're going to go. You know, 80% they're always going to this Dorito one, 80% they're going to the snake corner. It, you're yeah. just, you're giving a better odds for the guy to shoot on the break, but that's all it really is. The other times we would really li literally scout every move they're making back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, now it's like, you know, you're just kind of given the probability of where they're going and then they change their whole game plan. So it's, you know, it's kind of weird. That's probably the only thing I liked about it. I mean, I used to love old X-Ball. I mean, we had two, you know, 10 minute halves, or even if you went back further and there was the four, you know, four quarters of 10 minutes, that was awesome. But you know, paintball can't afford that. People can't afford that. No, that's a, that's an awful lot of paint in the air at any given time. Do you think that 10.5 should even drop? No. I mean, if you're going to do that, you might as well go mechanical, you know. But, um, you know, I think I used to love the fast guns, but I was a back player. So, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but that brings yeah. up another thing. Remember back before ramping, you had electronic triggers. And even before Tadeo and all these companies came out with ramping, do you remember the guys that could get their fingers going the fastest were were deemed the back players, yep. right? And people would be sitting. I know I had kids on my team, and they'd sit at home and they'd practice their fingers. Yep. And it was uh, we had a guy that had Tourette's of the fingers, we called him, and he could do like seventeen balls a second consistently, yeah. and we had no idea how he could do that. You know? Then he then he twitch and swear, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it was funny too. We'd set up our guns, and people would, you know, they would have us come over and set their guns up because we'd set them up so well to yeah. shoot that. You know, yeah. the other thing too is it's just like I remember an old X ball. I shot less paint than I did just right when I quit because it's so slow. You're shooting lanes, and everything's more of like a lockdown game because you can't lose points. Yeah. Before we'd carry yeah. five pods a person. And you'd shoot and borrow it and you'd lose. Oh, well, let's try something yeah. else. And you, because you had more time and more points to make mistakes. Yeah. Now you can't make any mistakes. Here, here's a trivia question for you since you've been around the sport for a while. Why would a referee grab your gun and bump the bottom of your tank with his hands a couple of times before you walk onto the field? Because <laughs> of me. Trying to make the trigger bounce. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you, know, you know, another one that was crazy to me was I was playing, we were playing in the mechanical. I run by a guy, shoot him dead center in the shoulder blades, you know, whap, whap, right in the back. Never even knew I was coming. I come up to start shooting the rest of his team. He spins and shoots me, right? They pull me out. I'm like, what are you crazy? I'm like, you saw it. They go, yeah, yeah, but you have to come out because you got paint on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. I just shot that guy. He never knew I was coming, but he saved the game 
even though they went and pulled a two for one, they still won the game because the one guy ran down the drill size. I ran down the snake side. Yeah. They still won the game. And the guy goes, and I go, so you just made a horrible player out of a great player. Yeah. Or made a horrible player into a great player because I was just about to kill everyone. And you pull me out. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> Referees back, back when that was happening, they couldn't communicate fast enough. And yeah. uh, there was not enough of them on the field. It just, it, it was always a melee. And that's why, you know, good players could open up the game by just doing something foolish and getting away with it or foolish like that and actually yeah. causing, causing problem. That's when Todd, that's when the referee squads developed the um, Navy foot signals so they could uh, signal and communicate much quicker than, than they did. Yeah. So I, I, I remember refereeing and we had uh, FRS radios, but yes. But, yeah. clear, but clearly um, they were not secure. And so people yeah. learned that from event to event. And all of a sudden people would hack <laughs> our channel, right? Yeah. And then start rating. And you hear these voices to pull somebody. You're pulling somebody for no paint on them. Yeah. And then the melee that happens after that, right? So, yeah. so anyway, it wasn't a perfect system. But um, you know what? It's, yeah, it was, it was crazy times in the sport of paintball. Yeah. Yeah. I remember De 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 Deborah Dion asking me to ref, and uh, I told her, I said, no, nah, I don't really, you know, I don't want to, I don't, she goes, I really need you, and I said, can I ref from sitting on the cooler, and I'll just have the walkie-talkie and tell everybody when they go pull them out, she goes, 100%, I said, okay, cool, so I literally sat on the 50-yard line. Now, there's a good tournament promoter. That guy's hit, he's hit, I'm hit where, I'm guaranteeing he's hitting the loader, oh yeah, he's hitting the loader, and they pull him out. Wow. <laughs> yeah, but it's funny, as a good referee, um, you can, you know, we, we see these referees all the time, they're good ones and bad ones, but some of the good ones they can audibly hear a paint hit and they can already know where it is. You can hear a ting of a, of a, of a hopper or a tank rather, you know, and it's like, I, I love the refs that don't take any bull. They walk in, they go, no dude, like it's all over. You just get off the field. Like don't even try. Right. And you know, and it's so great. Cause you know, that when a guy gets shot, it's like, there's no way, like where, where am I hit? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Oh. I know. Well, and you know, I've, I, it's so weird too. Like the, uh, I remember too, where a ref came in. He's like, "You're hit," and I'm like, oh, "Okay, where? You know, just show me where." And he's like, "I don't know, but I know you're hit." And I'm like, "Well, wait a minute. I don't think I'm hit. Where am I hit? Get yeah. off the player. Get off the field player." And I've had it happen so many different times, you know. And you're like, "Man, you know, it's so easy too, because all they have to do is go, oh, you're hit right there.' You know, you're hit anywhere." That's and right. literally, asked the ref, I'm "Like, can you just show me where I'm hit?" And he's like, "I know you're hit." I'm like, okay. Or you can play Ron Kilborn style and not oh, leave the field until a ref has to legitimately pull you off the pull field. Pull you down. Oh, yeah. God. It used to be so funny to watch him do that. But he was really good at refing, too. Oh, yeah. No, he was a good yeah. ref, yeah. yeah. And then Toby Joe um, from North Carolina. Hi, Toby. Um, Line of Fire Paintball. He asked about Ultimate Madness. What about oh, refing yeah. that? That was horrible. That was a horrible ref, too. <laughs> that, I literally held two shields on both sides of my face. And you're stuck in the side of the net because the net would come up like this and the thing. So you had your back like this, shields like this, flag was sitting in front of me, and the shield was going. People have no idea. Like they see ghost sports and the portrayal of NXL paintball on TV all the time, right? And they, they wow. see the pristine fields, the brand new bunkers every every uh, you know, every every event. Yeah. I remember going to a tournament and there being a tree on yeah. one side of the field and um it blocked one of our lanes i remember yeah. the very first tournament i played was an indoor tournament it had um sup air bunkers with the little battery packs inside but in the two opposite corners there was still two-story buildings 
So, I mean, it, it was the weirdest. I mean, we've gone through some terrible stuff. People, people have no idea how great it is. And I mean, most of our local fields, they strive to grid their field properly and try yeah. to maintain it. I mean, it's a whole other level than what it used to be years ago. I mean, Joe, when he first built uh, the speedball field we had, we used um, uh, electrical spools. Cause that's all oh, we yeah. had right and we had big we had big tires and yeah. truck tires and spools on their side and that's right. that was your speedball that was your speedball field really yeah one of the first speedball fields i ever played on the guy stacked hay bales everywhere and different tees and different stuff and that was i mean we blew that thing to bits and once it got wet it kind of stayed good but i mean i remember we just just knock them over they break we put a new well, one on I mean, skyball like, didn't they wrap t inner tubes together yeah, they did because the bunker system that they had, um, a now defunct big ones of America or big air, big air of America, um, they all started leaking at that event, and so they it was an emergency. We're going to go out and find some tubes and, and wrap them together. So, uh, good for them for getting the event keep uh, keeping it going. But hopefully yeah. that makes it into the documentary because that was very exciting <laughs> to see. That was that was crazy because they were all just deflating as the field started. You know, for all of you that may find this at all amusing, you have to watch, even if you don't, you have to watch this documentary that's coming out, not Monday, Easter Monday, but the following Monday. Uh, go look through your social media feeds. If you can't find it, send us a message to uh, uh, Behind the Bunker on Facebook and we'll get you the link. But you got to watch it. It comes out, it premieres uh, the following Monday, and um, it starts at noon, and it'll go, I'm not sure, Gavin, does it go all day, or does it go inevitably after that, I guess? Uh, thank you for asking me, Todd. I have no idea. Okay, sorry, I thought you... <laughs> you two look... hours and, it's two hours and 50 minutes, and there'll be, a link, there'll be a link that you can, a shareable link that you can get. It should be available um, yeah. shortly. So see, Gavin, you should be more like Joe. But there you go. So go and get... Um, go and get the, this thing and watch it. And then when you're done watching it, come to Behind the Bunker on Monday night. We're gonna have Simon Stevens. We may grab a couple other people. Not sure yet, but we're gonna we're gonna basically go through the documentary and kind of. I'm sure there's gonna be some interesting tidbits that maybe Joe and I, you guys, all didn't even know. Yeah. yeah. Now, being packed, did you guys uh, did you guys get an interview with uh, with John for this, or is that for part two, like us? Um, John and I talked a little bit. I think it was at, um, oh gosh, Rick's old field, OXCC. And I think it was during Super Game when I, when I chatted with him. Um, but yeah, I don't, did you ever sit down with Amadea? I don't, I don't think know. he, I don't, I don't think, think so. he has yet. No. Yeah. Amadea, Amadea. I gave him a magazine <laughs> and I sent him some pictures, but you did your yeah. part. Did more than I did. Yeah. I heard he was making a movie. I just gave him my manuscript. I don't. I didn't really. Gosh. Between him and Josh Silverman, though, they're both yeah. walking paintball. Speaking, okay. Sure. Speaking of dreamy, though, Josh Silverman, he's like an Instagram model for me. He's just the most handsome fellow. So handsome. <laughs> I like. I like he Mr. Loved, Silverman. He got that new mag. He loves shooting it. It's so funny. Oh God, right. Ron Stern paintball yeah. camps, oh, yeah. you know, before all the other ones now that even, you know, like you see BKI, we were the Ron Stern paintball camps. And then it was John or uh, Rocky. Joshua, Rocky, and then uh, John Call from Brimstone Smoke and uh, Josh, poor Josh. <laughs> he could tell you some stories, but good times, good times. Yeah, Josh is kind of like you be in a way that every time Joe and I go to an event, we mm -hmm. see him, 
that is to say we saw him because like he'd he'd be like hey how are you doing i gotta go i gotta i gotta do this and then we never really have a chance to actually say anything to him or talk to him so i know Aww. yeah oh we're all busy someone needs to tag him so that he hears his name and then he feels special yeah he does he loves it <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, sure, I'm sure he's i'm sure he's longing for a shout out from behind the bunker right yeah. now someone, right? someone has oh, yeah, tagged him yeah. are you kidding gavin um josh um josh subi zabrick is here we haven't really brought it up and i know he was kind of uh hoping to hear about it but he's more of a hyperball kind of guy Yep. Instead of all this, uh, this stuff, you guys and... in your inflatable thingies and <laughs> I love fans that. and yeah. leaf blowers and yeah, I don't need them. Yeah, I just give them uh, do you like? Do, do you prefer do the inflatables or do you want the hyperball instead? I, you know, it's it's funny. I I think for fields, I think hyperball is actually better. Yes. Just for just for I mean just for Madam speak he's not done longevity longevity I mean thing lasts forever sound in the sound the way it sounds yeah, the sound. so oh. awesome. it's I mean, baseball I built, I built tons of them I you know yeah. I think they're real easy to put together and do and longevity and is important same with the sounds that yeah. are being made are important I, mean, I get it yeah you look at the very first snake field that was made up in up in Chicago at Renix Field. We just changed it back to the diamond and then added some stuff to it, and it was so much fun. It was probably the one of the probably the funnest time I had in paintball in like five years. We played that field, and you know, same thing. Bruno went through the middle. I'm coming down this other side, and it was just like, wow, this is wow. <laughs> Here we go. This is a lot of fun again, you know. Yeah. So I like I like any field where. You know, you're not like, well, yeah, I'm going to take five steps here, shoot here, run, dive into this next spot, and, and then do it and do it. And then, oh, yeah, and then the game's over. You know, it's like, no, it's anything can happen at any time. You know, that's why I like 10, man. Every single game we played is, was different every yeah. single time. It was I'll never a game where it's like, you know, this is exactly how the plan works out. <laughs> 10, man, to me is always, it's either things are so hectic and then all of a sudden something happens either for the good. Yeah. Like you see your guys running up the field, and you're like, oh, something's happening. Or you just get run over. You, well, you know, you know I like the one where you see your guys run, and then you see the flags go, and then it comes back the other way, and you're like, oh, wow, we really got to buckle down now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Things went bad. <laughs> yeah. But getting back to the hyperball tubes, I like them. I just don't like how... Like I, I don't like the little the little the ribs where people can stick their guns through and how like it's just unless you're getting properly reft with all that paint spatter coming at you, it's really it's really frustrating because you hit the target, you see paint fly, and as a player you're thinking I'm hitting that guy, I'm hitting that guy, and yet all he, he and he's covered in splatter, but it's questionable. That's questionable. I think you just keep shooting until the ref pulls him out. Well, it's like it's like twigs. <laughs> just ah. Keep pumping yeah. that hole until yeah. either the guy gives up or ref's like, all right, you got to come out. <laughs> yeah, but it's like playing in the bush. You know, you're trying to hit a guy and all the twigs are breaking the balls in front of him, and he's oh. and he's standing there like with a god mode on. It's like, oh, this is great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There, Those that, refs that's suck. Good. He was yeah. hit. <laughs> but see, we got okay. So we've talked about sup air. We've talked about hyperball. But Matt, he's a try tested and true skid field guy he thinks that all fields should still be skids <laughs> and tires the better <laughs> rusted um, nails yeah yeah i love my tennis um i got a question for both uh mike and b for those who are uneducated can you give me a quick rundown of what teams you have played for you go first i like how uh, you said how if for anyone that's uneducated can you tell me <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna okay i admit okay uh, no, that's good 
I started, I actually started on uh, Team America back in the day. Um, just a team we threw together, had a good time. Uh, some guys, it was funny, I was I was still young. I couldn't even, I couldn't even drive to the field yet. And I remember they asked me, they're like, ah, you want to play on a, you want to play with us? And I was like, ah, uh, yeah, but I got to ask my mom first. And they looked at me because I mean, I still had a beard when I was, you know, <laughs> and they were like, oh man, what's wrong? What's wrong with this guy? You know, something's, you know, <laughs> they thought I was like, you know, 25. You got to ask your mom. Yeah, I got to ask my, you got to ask your mom. But uh, so I started playing with them, played on a whole bunch of little teams through, you know, coming up through and then got on Bushwhackers, played on Bushwhackers for a long time, Aftershock, then went to LTZ, then Ironman. So. Wow. You played LTZ? Uh-huh. I coached LTZ forever, and then yeah, uh, you know the one me. year I played with them, and then I went to the Ironman after that. I got an LTZ jersey kicking around here somewhere. But... Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I had a lot of fun on that team. We had a good time. Yeah. And how long were you with the Bushwhackers? I was with the Bushwhackers for uh, um, God, at least five years, something like that, six years. So can you concede to agree that Ron Kilborn has to be one of the cheapest people in the world? I heard stories of him going to paintball events and traveling to Europe with a loaf of bread oh. and a jar of peanut butter, and yes. uh, he would just eat everyone else's meals. So he he is um, let's see, right? yeah, he is the cheapest thing on stuff that he feels not important, and then things that he's like, we need that, he'll go buy it. It doesn't matter how much it is. I'm like, that makes no sense. Like you know, <laughs> you know but uh, yeah, he was. Uh, He's funny. I mean, I remember as a kid, because when, when, you know, we first got on his team too, same thing. It was like, you know, we'd be rummaging through his, uh, he had a huge camper that um, like all the paintball products were in there and we'd be all sneaking in there, grabbing stuff and then like, put it on our account. He's like, what do you have? Or just run it out of the thing, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it was funny, like stuff like that. He would be like, well, whatever you need, you can get. And he would, he would run accounts and, you know, run a tab, but, you know, we had no money back then. And yeah. he would, you know, he's like, you know, and then he would just try to get, you know, because at that time, I think we had three teams and he would just get, I don't know how we even got teams to the events, but we did. Well, I remember yeah. going down, we trained with him for, we, we'd go down and train with him all the time and uh, we'd stay over with him. And I, I'd, I'd arrive from the airport, go to his place and he had this big uh, zap trailer backed yep. up at his house and it's full of paint. He'd be like, hey, yeah. help me. I got a couple cases to unload. It's like three skids later, we've emptied out yeah. his truck. And then we go to the Hollywood Sports Park to go practice the next day. And he's got cases of eggs, the evolution loaders, and carnivores. Yeah. And he's just, some yeah. kid would come up and he'd be like, hey, you need a loader. And he'd go into the yeah. trailer, come out, and the kid's got two eggs he's leaving with. And Ron's got a little yeah. smile on his face. It's yeah. like, oh, <laughs> his side hustle was strong with that one. Oh, so good. man, he used to, yeah, it was, you know, it was, it was good. But, I mean, that's how he afforded all the teams to go to the events, you know. It was just, yeah. <laughs> just you know. And, and so many good paintball players came through his program. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and then yeah. Huntington Beach, right, the, the, the event that took place on sand, he had a part in making that happen because he used to work for the city he, of Huntington Beach. Yeah, we Beach. actually, we actually made that go through. I mean, it was, it was there were so many things that they were just, not even ready for it. and it was funny because like the the you know the commissioner guy was down there and we're you know showing him how the guns work and ron's like turn your gun way down so we turn the guns way down yeah. <laughs> and then uh we shoot the, uh, we're shooting the bunker and it's like flying like blah 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 and he's like oh that's not that bad and he's like well how many paintballs do you guys shoot in a, a in a game and we're like uh you know and ron's like oh a couple hundred and he's like okay that's not that bad then, you know <laughs> i'm like oh my gosh that's funny thank hey, you ron Colborn. hey uh senior muncaster in the live chat wants to know he says uh so many pros went through ron's camp he was a yeah, creator let's talk about that. he Brandon was Lamberton, he was right? 
Yeah, although there was a ton of Rodney pros. Squires, BC. Um, I mean, there John was John Richardson. John Richardson. There was so many that actually went through it. So you can't even. I mean, everybody's probably played on it at one time. Yeah. And, uh, so. And I was the first female. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, what are the other teams? <laughs> yeah. What are the? What, yeah. Finish Matt's question. B. You've been avoiding it. Yeah, so I started out to um, play paintball back uh, because of Tammy Adamson, Tammy Pickering originally. And um, so I played on Femme Fatale. And then once I moved to California, because I had that California paintball dream, because back in 2000, that's where paintball was at, right? So uh, my father drove with me for about 38 hours across this, the country and um, started working for JTUSA, thanks to Rodney Squires, who interviewed me, and to um, uh, Chuck Hench. That's a name that you know you guys also know, I'm sure. And uh, worked for them for a good year. And then Ron Kilborn actually took me under his wing, thanks to Paxson, because I would drive to LA from San Diego to go practice there on Wednesday nights. Impact at the and impact zone. Yeah, yep, the impact, zone. impact zone. is indoor and, on Wednesday. Yep, over the weekend. And that's how Mike and I met is because he was, Michael was very good at explaining how to play paintball better. And um, and so we, we pretended that we were just friends. Then we ended up like dating and then getting married. And now we have two beautiful children because of paintball. Um, yes, honey. But yeah, so then um, after I played with the Bushwhackers, um, I started Destiny. And again, thanks to Ron, because he didn't play me enough. Thank you very much, Ron. <laughs> <laughs> I was good, and I had a big mouth. But I, think I had a dream. Just, yeah, I had a dream. But it was just, I mean, it was meant to be for us to form Destiny back in 2004. It was great motivation for me to kind of prove myself that we could pull it off. And now Destiny, what, how many years are we after? 16 years later. We still exist, and we have over a hundred paintball players playing for Destiny. Yeah, so. you've got like a, you, a small village, right? <laughs> and you were like uh, yeah. town, a, a, the a town of Destiny, player. Montana. Uh, but you Destiny, know, it, it, it's uh, you call it a cult. It's a cult. Do you practice yeah, at the Jonestown? Yeah, they all drink Kool Aid, right? <laughs> they live in a they live in a beehive. Yeah, they live in a beehive. Well, it was so funny too, because like uh, one of the um, 10 mans we went to i was helping them out you know kind of like hey i think you know we're kind of doing this but you know da, da, da. they came up and they're like oh man thank you so much we had such a great time i'm like oh cool how many games do you guys win they're like none and i'm like <laughs> okay well that's that's cool you know and they're like no 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 we had the best time you know we got to hang out with you and we got to meet everybody and i'm like okay and like even tom cole I, that you just had last week right he commended the destiny team that was there and he even said to them like i wish more teams were like you guys they lost every single freaking game that's the thing nobody can so not everybody can win right like 99 percent of the teams can't win you gotta you got it like we got a lot of local teams that go down to world cup for an example and it's like guys they keep saying you know hashtag win world cup it's like okay well that's a great mantra but you guys go down for the sake of going down and having fun like, don't put so much pressure on yourself. Like, you're going to the premier event of the year where everyone's been practicing all season. Everyone's at the top of their game, and you're going yeah. down as a one-off. Just go down and have fun. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And they look at you like, no, we're going to win it, man. Like, we we practiced two weekends in a row. We know the layout <laughs> down cold. We're coming in hot. But and you feel bad. But they were so happy to get shot 
by the pro, you know what I mean? And, and, and even back in the MPPL days, when you had that one pro team draw and you're like, oh my gosh, you know, I get to play against dynasty and here we are like total rookies and we get to play against them. Right. But that kind of is the same way with what the ICPL is doing where you can go and play against pros that you salivated over, you know, when you were starting your paintball career. Yeah. And um, and that's the glory of ICPL. Well, and I like how like the Mexican league's doing it down there too, is because they're doing where you're like two pros on a roster. And um, I had a guy the last time I went down there say the same thing. He's just like, I've always wanted to play against you. And I'm like, oh, cool. I'll, you know, I mean, I don't know what your name, you know, we had, you know, we had a drink and I you know, talked and, you know, did there was something we had my buddy, you know, translating at you know, the same time, but you know, we had a great yeah. time and it was awesome, you know, but it's, um, you know, it is, it is that thing of, you know, just, you know, the different yeah. ways of, you know, how it, it's hard to play the Mexican league be, with having those wrestling masks under your helmets. It's, it's not, <laughs> it's fine. Your goggles fog up quite a bit. Yeah. And it's hot, sticky. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But tacos for everybody. Hey, did you guys uh, did you guys play at Hollywood Sports Park a lot or practice oh, there yeah. a lot? Okay, what's the name of the taco place across the street? What is the name? There was like a little hole in, hole in the wall. Yeah. Oh my I, gosh, I bet Ron would know right off the wall. Yeah. I know. I, I can picture it in my head. I just can't. I see swear, the name he got a kickback from every taco that was sold because that's kind of what. It was like L. <laughs> What was that? Well, you know, I should text Bear and find out. He was. <laughs> yeah. um, Lupe in the live chat says, "Best part of World Cup is going and being part of the Destiny family. That's got to be good going down with such. I mean, you guys, if it's not a Destiny team, like you're fifty percent of the teams down there. I mean, at least you're down there and you've got a support system. So when one team's on, there's probably people that are able to help pit." um coach that, that sort of thing the beauty of what a world cup this last is that people that didn't know each other if they saw one another in their destiny jerseys it was easier to approach each other and so it, it was really nice to hear some of those stories about how they just felt like there was there was that connection and so i kind of I, i'm very thankful for that um i mean destiny wouldn't be what it is today if it wasn't for the players that give it strength. So tell so, us about the Michael... secret destiny handshake. <laughs> or is there That's like a, or is there like a gang <laughs> sign or something? No, we don't have that. Yes. But you know, and it says a lot because <laughs> for a long time Michael wouldn't have anything to do with, you know, much of what I was trying to build. Um, because I would get the shirt off my back, you know. Well, what no, because I coached them from the beginning, and then I ran the team in the beginning, and the team was always in the positive. And then, as soon as B started running the team, <laughs> we've always been in the negative. <laughs> yeah, we're not a charity. I wish I was the five hundred one C three. So, speaking of which, speaking about your village, B. Um, you know what? We're in a little bit of bit of pause right now with uh, with our paintball world and the world in general. Um, how are you building your, or how are you keeping your community together? So what sort of initiatives are you doing or are people just sort of just waiting on standby to, to get back out? Well, uh, much of the teams are, are on standby. You know, it is very uh, dependent on what's going to take place next. Um, but I have to give a shout out to people like, you know, Jessica with Destiny Hawaii and Shane Bunnell with Destiny Army. Um, even Destiny Kansas, we just have a few guys playing for them, but they're ready to order more gear because they're hopeful that they'll be able to play the next NXL event 
you know, and their new 2020 Destiny jerseys, you know, that represent their their Destiny Kansas. And so because of that and their motivation, I mean, that pretty much is what makes Destiny successful. You know, and some people would say, well, it's you and Mike, you know, and, and that's very flattering and we appreciate that. We appreciate that recognition. But it is because of that connection that people are having because they're on the different Destiny teams. Yep. And so we definitely want to recognize that. So that that's what it is. But it's an easy, you know, it's an easy, so not a really a sale, but it's an easy convince somebody to, to join a, a Destiny team just with the infrastructure you have. I mean, most parents want to know that when their son or daughter are playing paintball, that they're not just going there, spending some money and leaving they're having an experience, they're having some help, there's some coaching, there's some assistance. And I think just with a little bit of coordination, that's gonna make them happy. So you're, I, I mean, it would be an easy sell to, to get on a camp well, like yours. Well, part of the reason is because, you know, Mike or myself will always have a friend that we've met somewhere in the world that say, hey, you know, do you have a team that's going to such and such event? And so that's kind of what has catapulted this into the forefront because we're trying to bring people together to get the experience to play a national event like an NXL. But we're taking that a step further, like even with Chris Rangel, who's with Under Industries, he's doing Bunker Fest. And that's a very like historical event that like Animal Customs, you know, kind of helped in in, in presenting that event. But like, yeah, Mondo, exactly. And so, you know, we want to try to like bring these people together and then say, hey, you know, we should try to give Bunker Fest a shot and see what that event is like. Or maybe we should go to Panama City together. And you know the people that are within that network and you feel like, you know, you're not going to go there blindly, not knowing what to expect. You've got somebody or two or three people that are going to know um, what it takes to kind of be successful at whatever destination you choose. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Did you, did you guys see um, arguably paintball's greatest mag fed sniper um currently said i started with speedball but had a bad knee injury and ended my speedball career slowed slowed down my pace and i picked up the mag fed sniper who could that be mag fed sniper Mm, who would that be who started with speedball could that be billy wing hedgehog could it be the, yes, Billy Wing. The answer to everything is Billy Wing. Or the, or the Iron Man. No, it is the Hidden Hedgehog. Yeah. yeah. I like the Hidden Hedgehog. It's nice to see he's tuning in. It's like four in the morning right now for him. Wow. Maybe not four in the morning, but it's late. Yeah, well, but nobody has anything to do in the next day. Right? <laughs> exactly. He's, watching, he's probably watching Netflix. <laughs> so what is, uh, what's Billy Wing doing these days? Is he, is he still part of the team as far as a coaching staff? Is he pod running? No. Is he? Is he, he... Uh, no, he, um, I know he helps out a little bit, just, you know, doing stuff. Um, he's still doing uh, checking guns and doing all that kind of stuff down in Florida. Um, just bought a brand new house. looks beautiful. Uh, you know, was, he's adulting. Yeah. <laughs> Adultering? Adulting. Uh, and it's funny. You heard too, that here, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I tried to get him to go out and play Tim, and he's like, nah, I don't want to go out. I'm like, all right. You know, we was right. I mean, both both uh, Florida events were right in his backyard, and he still didn't want to go play, so it was funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. But there was, um, you know, there's been a whole lot of pro paintball players getting to that age where they're kind of you know, slowly retiring and we're starting to see some new guys coming in, but there's been a solid five to 10 years of real good, 
you know, professional paintball players, you know, in their prime. And now that they're slowly starting to retire, and I, I'm not going to throw Ryan Greenspan under the bus, but he's 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 getting to be a slightly older player too. He's going to start to, you know, some of these other guys that, that grew up w with him. There's these 18 and 22 year old, you know, age group of kids that are starting to come up. They're fast. They're, you know, they're unbreakable. Uh, they're little machines. It's, you know, you're starting to see a lot of them infil infiltrate into the into the league. It's gonna be interesting yeah. over the next couple of years. You're gonna see a lot of. I uh, mean, like look at Harrison Fry. You you didn't hear his name yeah. two years ago, right? Yeah. All these guys that are coming in. It's nice to have a breath of fresh air with these new guys coming in, and and everything's right. kind of thrown up. Dynasty was the winningest team forever, but we haven't really seen them yeah. on the board in the last little while, you know. And yeah. it's uh, it's 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 kind of a, a change of the throne. I mean, look at Edmonton Impact; they were at the top of their game yeah. for two years. Right. Yeah. You know, you know it's interesting too because uh, they're trying to come up with a thing where, um, in the league, they were talking about where, you know, so like players are worth so many points so if you're a higher in player you can't get you can't have so many high-end players you have to bring in some lower end players like they do on other sports where you know you're only allowed so many points on your team okay and so it's kind of like trafficking well yeah and then you, so a team like let's say i hit the lottery tomorrow i didn't just go buy all the pro players and then i have the next next best team for you know five years and as soon as the person's no good i just toss rid of them yeah. And do another one you know yeah um so they're trying that's a way they're trying to do it to where they're building players up i don't know how well it worked but so is that why mind. you've retired for a couple of years because you want to drop your point seat down and then jump in at the last minute no nah, honestly i i will tell you exactly why i quit i shot 10 pods through a gap no one ever went through it and we lost a game i was like oh that's not a big deal shot 10 pods through a thing i said and they're like oh yeah they blew the horn we lose i'm like well I'm the last guy alive again i'm like what looking around like I go, wow, the sport has really gotten really slow and really gay. And I'm like, I'm done. So, and I'm out. <laughs> but what do you mean? It, it literally was that. So you're out, but you're still playing uh, some uh, mechanical events. So there's something yeah. that still pulls you back in. Oh, no, no. I'm sorry. Just playing pro paintball. Yeah. Pro at, at the level where I'm like, you know, I really am trying to compete as, you know, at that top, top level of what you want to do and throw your whole life away towards that. <laughs> that's what that's what I'm saying. But like, you know, I had more fun going out with Shane Pastana, you know, um, you know, Danny Love, you know, all the all the 10 man guys. And we went, played games, messed around, laughed about it, drank afterwards. And, you know, the funny thing about that was we don't even talk to each other anymore as pros. Like, you know, you see each other between the game, you see each other when you're sitting outside, but you're not like really like, you know, oh my gosh, sitting there talking. You talk to your friends or, but you know, but everybody, but when we're walking the fields for 10, man, when we're walking the, you know, or, you know, just in between games, we're all just, you know, talking and laughing about old times. So it's, it's so much more fun to me, yeah. you know. Well, okay, I so a laid back event just like that. What is your dream team? You're putting it together, Pax. Who is your team? Oh, man, I got Okay, I first of all, don't, people. don't bring me up. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's move on. Yeah, don't bring me yeah. up. Uh, Yes, I have, but... I have so many people. I, I love, you know, I mean, just even okay. people I just love playing with like Rocky Cagoni, you know, I mean, there's just so many different people I could play with and just have fun. It, it really doesn't matter. I, I enjoy playing with everybody. I love playing with Danny Love. I love playing with a lot of people. I had okay, okay. enough. Yeah. What is your roster? Damn it. Just spit it out. Oh, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't know. Are you I mean, running you know, for like, office? 
Yeah. I, I, there's just so many players. It doesn't even matter. I, Would you I like to thank I had, the Academy? I like to thank the Academy. I had, it, was, it was Brandon. It was Brandon Lambertson and uh, LP, JP, JP when we were playing uh, the mechanical last time. I mean, we were laughing and having the best time, too. I mean, I would put both them on my team in RP2, Miko Hooten and, uh, um, you know, Todd Adamson. I would put all of them on there. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. I would put I would put Greenspan on you know he's he's an awesome paintball player. <laughs> yeah. So, um, sorry, I'm trying to read the chat, you guys. There's tons of you guys in the chat that are, uh, that that are that are going uh, with comments here. A lot of you guys are talking about um, Masters Division. There needs to be an over 40s Masters Division. I think that's a whole other. That's a scary division because you get these guys that have played paintball for a number of years. They're good. They may not be mechanically as fit as the 18 to 22 year olds, but they're dirty. They they know the sport and they're super competitive. You could probably hear them from across the field grunting and groaning, but they would be a good adversary. I, I think that would be, that would be a super competitive league. Well, it's, it, I know, uh, I know that uh, Rusty was talking about putting one in for next year. And he was all jazzed about because Cuba just turned 40. Um, I was trying to get, uh, there was a few people that, I mean, that we've played with for years that it's just like they're, everybody's turning 40. JR, um, you know, all these, yeah, see? And it's like, you know, so we were talking about it. So he, he really wants to yeah. put in a heavy hitter, you know, next year and see what we can do. So, yeah. It would fun. be great to watch. Yeah, yeah it would be great. I mean, I, 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 I kind of, I kind of where you are, Mike, where, I was playing, we had a great team, we, guys that we'd grown up with for a long time, had played for a long time, and then they slowly retired. And I looked around my camp and was like, I like these guys, but I don't have much in common with them. Like, I miss my old team. And going to practice became more of work than it was what it used to be. And that was work disguised, but also having fun. Like, I enjoyed the company of these guys. And then I tried two or three different teams after that, and it was like, I still like the sport. I just... I, do you know what I mean? It become it becomes like a job, and uh, yeah. yeah. But I, I think I think you know, re, going back with some of these guys that I used to play with or that you used to play with would be fun. I, I you also should be forgetting about the smell of Ben Gay on the field, uh, and this oh. league should also. <laughs> and then according yeah. to George, hey, he says uh, should hey. be sponsored by AARP. Why not? It's okay. Yeah. That's yeah. the beauty of paintball, right? I, li I like the idea of a 10-man field and everybody plays back. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> Ten-man game. And, or all uh, the buggers are towers. <laughs> I'm going to get Simon from Inception's design to put a gun mount on a walker. Yes. Yeah. There you go. Exactly. Do it. <laughs> yeah. Please. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Um, B, we don't we didn't need you tonight. We were had a fun yes. time chatting with Mike. We didn't like. We are one in the spirit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just glad that Mike came on, you know, and he's always so busy and he's staying very active. He's a fishing guide here in Montana. So if you guys want to come fishing, you know what it is? Uh, Josh okay. and Matt have the allure of the beard and it's just, it, it, it's just for those that have them, it just, yeah, it's part of the club. I just, I just shaved it off. Just <laughs> so here's, here's I a question. It two days later. Uh, so, <laughs> so, so B, you auctioned off a guided tour with your husband uh, to go fishing <gasps> at Extravaganza. Yes! Oh my god! I can't 
can't believe he just he did not know this. Okay. Okay? I just told him, way to blow it, Gavin. I wanted to follow up to see how that went. Clearly, so, uh, uh, which, one, so well. which one on the screen won? I don't know. <laughs> Can you teach me how to match so the, the hatch? Is, no, not that one. <laughs> no, I believe it was some random dude, but all of a sudden, like, he's like, yeah, my husband will do it. I'm yeah. like, ooh, this can't be Yeah, good. I know. So are I we, know, are we fly fishing? Cool. Yeah, well, we can do whatever you want. It don't matter. I mean, it was. I had a guy just recently ask me. He's like, "Can we go tuna fishing?" I'm like, "Well, not here, but I can set up one down in San Diego." Yeah, we can go. <laughs> I like tuna fishing. Yeah, yeah. Do you have any mahi mahi of where you are? No, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we. But we can go to Florida. I know a guy. <laughs> I know. So why Montana? Um, I, I actually grew up here. I didn't, I didn't grow up here, but I came up here every summer as a kid, and I loved it. So you know, it was awesome. My mom lives here, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah, for like grown up, grown up jobs, B, you're you're selling the real estate. Yes. And then Mike, what I, do you do for? Fishing guy. I'm a fishing that guy. That is okay. legit his profession. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. See, you got you got to keep it simple. <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. Yeah. yeah. Oh well. Well, you know what? We should probably we're we're about five minutes overdue of where we should have stopped. But I appreciate you guys being on tonight. Do you guys have any other things we should? Matt talk doesn't about before? care anymore. Yeah, <laughs> no That's kidding, like, eh? Hurry up! <laughs> oh, B, did you get him <laughs> upset? <camera>. At... <laughs> you got him no upset fun. at extravaganza, B. That was awesome. It was so fun. <laughs> Oh, well, we love you guys. Thank you for what you guys are doing too to kind of help see. paintball alive through the, the behind the bunker stuff. Yeah. What scenario? What scenario is the next one that they're planning on? Super up? game. Um, I, I we'd love to, but unfortunately, this COVID nonsense has completely killed everything. Our budgets are gone. Um, right. Our fields are closed right now, so it's not like we can plan to do anything. Most of us aren't working. Some of us are, but it, it's so at this point. I know Super Game is already postponed. Not canceled, yeah. but postponed. So I'd, I'd say I'd love to come down, but I, I don't see it happening this year. Now our season's even shorter, and we have a lot to, to make up for. So. I'm going to start snowing Super Game. I'm eating hazelnut M&Ms. Oh, <laughs> good for you. Is that a bulk barn bag? No, no. it's a Ziploc. Good for you. <laughs> You're rationing it. <laughs> I just stole it. Matt goes to concerts just to go to the dressing rooms to steal M&Ms. That's, that's his budget Yay. right now. <laughs> <laughs> good easter candy yeah i'd love to go to super game um we'd like to go to any games but until we're back to work we can't make any promises because we just don't know we we would like to say that we're gonna be back at world cup most likely um hopefully I nxl will get at least yeah i and i've been telling our destiny teams that i think world cup is just going to be a nice place to reunite I think um, so. And just kind of so. just get back into the swing of things you and get that fire back. Yeah. I know. I mean, we hear, what do you guys hear? Do you, we hear here in Montana that it might even be June, August until yeah. this is lifted. Well, snow what actually in cold weather kills the virus. So for, no, I'm just kidding. No, it doesn't, Todd. Um, Gavin says no. <laughs> we, got, we got a full blizzard outside. I don't think it's doing anything. I know. <laughs> we're, yeah, we're, it literally we're... is snowing right now. How many feet already? It's like two feet out there. <laughs> it was just 66 degrees yesterday. We're we're probably May 6th for sure, but it'll probably be extended. The school year is likely finished now. So yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think our kids are going to go back to school yeah. either. I always said I'd never homeschool my kids, but here we are. Homeschooling sucks, by the way. It sure does. It sucks. 
But, uh, yeah. But my uh, my daughter's drunk all the time. That's right. My my daughter's yeah. teacher's just hammered every day. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We you guys should try the curriculum that I use, and it's YouTube. Just sit them in front of their YouTube and. Uh... Yeah, let YouTube yeah. teach them. Yeah. It's fine. It's okay. Well, we know that people are making millions of dollars on uh, playing video games, so that's all I do. Hey, yeah. Yeah. this yeah. is your career path. Just play video games. God help us all. Yeah, yeah. there you go. All right. Good for you guys for having property. At least your kids can go outside and you're still away from people. Yeah. Yeah, we're very thankful for that, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Lucky you. If I venture too far, I end up at Todd's house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks. Thanks for coming on the show tonight. This was fun. Uh, Thank you, too. And, uh, you know, it's always nice to talk to uh, B, but Mike, uh, I think, was the star of the show tonight. I Absolutely. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we did have you at Extravaganza. Yes, you did, and I had a blast with yeah, you guys. Yeah. Thank Very you good. Um, and uh, a couple of reminders, guys. So Monday night, we're going to have Command Bros Live with us. Uh, next week, on Saturday night, we're going to have John Amoda from uh, Paintball Media. We're going to talk about the upcoming documentary. And on, when it's released on Monday, we're going to watch it uh, as a show. And then we're going to uh, go live at 8 o'clock with Simon Stevens and kind of have a debrief of the, uh, uh, of the documentary. Hopefully, we find some information that we just didn't know about. That would be uh, something to chat about. Um, so, yeah. So, definitely check that out. Uh, we lost Joe there for a second. Joe, uh, he, you weren't supposed he, to leave. Oh, he's He just said his, uh, his battery died. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, there he is. There we go. Oh, he moved down in pole position. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my, my phone, my computer wasn't plugged in and it died, so I had to run and plug it in and reboot it. There we go. All right. Well, uh, Matt, thank you for being on the show tonight. Yeah, you're welcome. It was great. Thank you, Mike. This is my tinfoil hat. <laughs> keep, keep the CIA out of there. Thank you. Thank for, you, everybody, for coming on, too. Thank you, Toby. We miss you. Line of Fire Paintball. North hey, Carolina. what should everybody do, B? What should everybody do? Should they like? Should they share? Yeah, like and like. like. I can and share. share. There we go. <laughs> and share. Like and share. Very good. <laughs> and... <laughs> And Josh, thank you for being on the program tonight, sir. Yes, uh, thank you. And thank you, everybody, for tuning in. And do not forget to help control your local airsoft population. Have your local airsoft or spade or neutered. <laughs> Very good. Neutered. Gavin Sharma from Terratech Industries. Uh, great to be here, folks. Thank you so much for tuning in. And the Paxons, thank you so much for your contribution this evening. Wishing you a happy Easter for you and your family. And stay safe out there in Montana. Protect your Missoula. Yeah. Protect the Missoula. <laughs> Terratech, does that exist? And thank you to Joe Kimson from Flaggers Paintball. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in tonight and watching Behind the Bunker. We will see you Monday night. And everyone in B's destiny, stay safe in the hive. Very Keep good. You. Thanks, guys, for watching. Uh, B, stay tuned for one second. We'll uh, see you guys. I guess we'll see you on Monday night. Take care. Don't be a freeloader. If you liked what you hear, make sure to hit the share button below. Also follow us on